1: Libby returns tomorrow. She is uh, right now shooting an episode of the Zoomer for Vision TV, which she will tell you about later when it's about to air on our sister station. For today, here on the radio, Zoomer Radio, Fight Back is all about road safety on the highways and on Toronto streets. Later this hour, we will get reaction to the latest pedestrian death in Toronto that Bob was just talking about. And we also want to hear from you your reaction to a proposal for exterior cameras on TTC streetcars to catch drivers who don't stop when riders are getting on and off. But first, what do you think should be the speed limit on the 400 series highways across Ontario and why? 416 toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Starting tomorrow as part of a pilot project to improve traffic flow, the speed limit is increasing from 100 to 110 kilometers an hour on sections of three different provincial highways. Highway 402 between London and Sarnia, Queen Elizabeth Way, between St. Catharines and Hamilton, and Highway 417 between Ottawa and the Quebec border. The provincial PCs also want to hear from you on the speed limit increase as part of an online survey set to end November 23rd. But again, we're doing our own survey here on Fight Back. Increase the speed limit to 110 on all the highways or keep it at 100, or change it to something else. And why? 416 360 740 1866 740 4740 Joining us to discuss, an individual who knows a thing or two about highway driving, OPP Sergeant Carrie Schmidt. Hi, Sergeant.
2: Hi, thanks for having me.
1: Thanks for always being there for us. Uh, we'd like to know, do you think this will improve traffic flow as the PCs are hoping?
2: Well, you know, I'm certainly interested to see what your uh, survey comes up with as a result. And obviously our job as traffic enforcement is to uh, ensure people are obeying the rules of the road. And uh, anything that does uh, improve road safety, we certainly uh, would support. And uh, this pilot project, which starts tomorrow, is certainly getting a lot of attention. And, uh, and we're going to be out there making sure that people are sharing the road. And one thing that I think is... Um, an issue that needs to be addressed is how we share the road safely and properly, uh, regardless of the speed that you're traveling. If you can't share the road, that is where we start seeing a lot of problems uh, manifest themselves.
1: So what are officers talking about amongst themselves with regards to this change from 100 to 110? What, what based on your expertise, are you expecting to see tomorrow?
2: Well, absolutely. Officers are going to be out there, uh, you know, in that area and in all areas across the province, conducting uh, enforcement as they do typically every single day. Uh, the threshold for what is uh, speeding has changed, and there's a 10-kilometer uh, variance in that. But uh, the overall rate of speed, uh, often we see cars going well in excess of 110 kilometers as well, and we all know that. Uh, and so one thing that people should be aware of is uh, if you are in that zone, and you think that, uh, you know, normally I'm driving uh, 120, 125, 130, uh, that, uh, you know, I have an extra 10 kilometers of buffer zone. That may not, in fact, be the case. And even with the stunt driving legislation that's in place, that usually requires drivers to be going 50 kilometers or more over the speed limit. Uh, but in this situation, the Highway Traffic Act has been amended that, you uh, Instead of having to go 160 kilometers per hour in this area, uh, a stunt driving legislation, stunt driving charge will still be levied uh, if you're going 150 kilometers per hour, which is excessively fast. Uh, but uh, people need to understand that you don't have 50 kilometers of buffer zone in that area before your license is suspended and your vehicle impounded. You're certainly going to get traffic tickets uh, before that as well, but you only have 40 kilometers uh, before you're going to get charged with free racing.
1: Well, that's what I wanted to ask you as well about the challenge of everyone automatically increasing their speed limits by 10 kilometers an hour. As you say, yeah. if you're pushing it a little bit now when there's a light highway traffic and you're going 120 or 125, it feels mentally, I guess that's something we all have to get over with with this change, and that's why they're doing the pilot project. But maybe mentally you're thinking, okay, well, I'll continue to go 20 or 25 above the limit. that That's wherein we have some problems with this. Yeah.
2: Well, and I guess one thing I really want people to realize is that there's a lot of different drivers out there that have different comfort levels of how fast they feel uh, they should be going. And I will tell you that on the QEW or the 401 or wherever you're traveling where the limit is 100. There are plenty of drivers out there that aren't as confident, and they're still driving 85 kilometers per hour and 90 kilometers per hour, well under the speed limit. Uh, Maybe they're uh, a little nervous on busy highways with traffic all around them. Uh, Truck drivers are still limited to 105 kilometers per hour, and they go considerably slower when they're climbing up uh, grades and hills and over uh, bridges and so on. They will slow down, and so it comes down to that speed differential, and if you think that now you get to go an extra 10 kilometers per hour, a lot of drivers will not change their behavior because they already drive at a speed that they feel is uh, safe for them, which may be at the speed limit or even below the speed limit, and now we're going to have that speed differential which is a very big problem for us.
1: Let me put the question to you this way. Uh, you out there listening, maybe you don't know exactly because it does involve expertise in what the speed limit should be at. But And we all know radio is anonymous. You can use a different name if you want. I'm, I'm curious what speed you travel at when there's no... Um when when traffic is not slowed down because it's rush hour or there's been an accident or construction, what speed do you feel comfortable driving at on the 400 series highways? I'm curious to know because we've all been in traffic where it seems like everybody's going 130 or 140. We've been in traffic where people are going 110. What's your comfort level when you're driving? And again, this is an anonymous program. You're hearing how best to tackle speed from OPP Sar Sergeant Kerry Schmidt, but maybe we need a little bit of uh, truth serum here on Fight Back. 416 3600740. Toll free 1 866 740 4740. And since you're out on the highways all the time, Sergeant Schmidt, generally when traffic flow is good, how quickly are people driving? Uh, For sure they're going above 100.
2: Well, yeah, absolutely, and and depending even on what lanes you're targeting, with a laser device that I have to uh, measure the speed of vehicles, if I target vehicles in the right lane, I will very easily very uh, consistently get vehicles going at or below the speed limit. And you may not believe me, you think it's so shocking, but uh, I'll maybe go out and uh, do a little bit of a, of a uh, update, social media post, You can you can see. It, it is uh, surprising. People always remember the car that uh, blew their doors off, going 130, 140, 150, but they seem to forget all the cars uh, that they passed that were going much slower than them.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: uh, it really is... You know, I challenge people on the highway right now. Put your cruise control on at 100 kilometers per hour and see how long it takes for you to to uh, bump into or get slowed down by slower traffic ahead of you. Oh, that's a in good. Right lane,
1: that's a good experiment.
2: It yeah, it won't take long, and uh, it really. Uh, and with traffic volume, even when they are moving at uh, at the capacity, you know, yes, we certainly do see cars going 120, 130, 140, and crazily, we've seen cars going, you know fast. The top one I remember recently was going 254 kilometers per hour. And when you think about that kind of speed, uh, it it absolutely boggles my mind. It's
1: mind-blowing, yeah.
2: yeah. They're going 230 feet a second, uh, 70 meters a second. And uh, and by the time the the little uh, dog runs in front of you or the pothole appears uh, underneath the car in front of you, you have a second and a half or so to kind of determine what's going on, try to recognize it and take evasive action. And in that time, you've covered 400 feet, which is probably farther than what you've actually uh, is farther than you're, you're driven faster than what you can actually comprehend. And it's it's dangerous. It's unbelievable. And in, even as we go up quicker now to 110 kilometers per hour speed limit, keep in mind you need to give yourself more following distance. You need to be that much more attentive to what's happening in front of you because you need to be ready to react.
1: Right. It takes longer to stop. As expected, uh, Sergeant Schmidt, that called for for the truth and how quickly you drive um, has prompted our phones to ring. Let's go to Alex in (laughs) Toronto. Hi, Alex. You're on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. I'm clicking on Alex, but uh, there he is. Go ahead.
3: Hi. Good afternoon. Um, you know, here's the deal for me. I'm like oh, closer to 60 than 50. I've been driving for a lot of years. Uh, I always drive the speed limit on the 400 highways, the 400 series, but here's the difference with me. I claim, with other people, I stay in the right lane. I don't go out in any of the other lanes. And if my lane of traffic slows down, I slow down with it. And then I speed up when I can. And I still get grief from people. I think that the biggest problem that we're having that I've seen is the sense of entitlement that people have. And they seem to think that driving is a, is, a, is a right, which it isn't. It's a privilege. And I think a lot of the behavior goes to that. But it's very simple. Drive the speed limit and you won't have a lot of trouble.
1: Alex, let me ask you, do you mind me asking how old you are? Uh, 57. Okay, well, I'm 54 and I'm I am with you. But when I was 24, I admit I drove a lot more quickly than I do now. Sergeant Schmidt, does age play into it?
2: Well, I I appreciate your comments there, and I thank you for driving in the right lane because that's where uh, you should be if you are going at the speed that is slower than the regular flow of traffic and you pass on the right. Uh, We get far too many people driving in the left lane at that speed, which causes frustration. And I'm uh, sorry. What was the question? I just I, I just little.
1: wondered about uh, older drivers, Old and ages. certainly your insurance rates do come down as you get older and more mature. I I certainly drive a lot more slowly than I used to twenty or thirty years ago. Uh, yeah. Alex Alex is also in my age group. Do, do you see that that people who are older are more responsible with their speed?
2: Well, I can tell you that uh, even last week, we uh, issued 45, just in the Toronto area, we impounded 45 vehicles for street racing and stunt driving. And of those uh, 45 drivers in seven days, uh, 17 of them were men between 18 and 25. 10 of them were men between 26 and 35. And uh, it goes down from there. Uh So only four males uh, up to 50. And we did get one uh, male, sorry, sure, we got four males over 50 and one female over 50. Uh, it is predominantly male. It is predominantly in that age bracket of 18 to 34. And uh, that's what uh, uh, we see historically, but it is not without exception that we see uh, older drivers, uh, again, in a hurry, maybe not realizing how fast they're going and uh, cr- and going up to 150 or more.
1: Depending, I guess, maybe on the car they drive too, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. And, and uh, you know, and how much of a hurry you are, and we we encourage people to use your navigation and, and plan your routes and know how long it's going to take, and, and we know traffic can change quickly, and all of a sudden you get stuck in a traffic jam, and now you're running, running late, running behind, you start taking chances, because it is, uh, you know, you don't want to be late, but that only leads to more problems down the road typically, and we we get these calls of aggressive driving and road rage, which we don't want to have. And uh, the, the potential for injuries and collisions are that much greater when people are kind of taking chances, trying to make up valuable time that because they're going slower than what they were hoping they'd be traveling.
1: Our lines here at Fight Back are jammed on Zoomer Radio. I want to try to get to everybody. It's Jane for Libby, along with OPP Sergeant Carrie Schmidt, talking about the pilot project which begins tomorrow on three sections of three different uh, highways in Ontario. 417, the 402, and the QEW closer to us here in Toronto. Let's go to Barry in North York. Uh, Barry, your, how quickly do you drive? What, what's your thought process when you're operating your vehicle?
4: My thought process is the speed limit is there for a reason, so I travel it. Um, I'm with Alex, who says that uh, he's um, he travels the speed limit. I think the problem is, correct me if I'm wrong, Sergeant, is that people travel way too close to each other. They don't signal when they change lanes. They don't look behind them when they change lanes to see if somebody is in that lane. When I pass, which is not that much because I'm going 100 kilometers an hour, but when I do pass, I try to get back in the lane as fast as possible, but it's really difficult because uh, it's almost impossible to be safe when you go back into the lane, to be as safe as, as you can be, have the three-second rule, which I probably think most people don't know what I'm talking about, may be wrong, um, because when you do c- uh, come into the lane, the people are too close. So you realize, So I'm thinking, oh gosh, I'm really close. So I back off. And so I'm three seconds then away from the person in front of me. Sergeant Schmidt? Yeah, well, absolutely. And, and following distance is so
2: important because that gives you time to react to uh, emergencies. How many times have you been driving and all of a sudden traffic uh, stops suddenly and you slam on the brake? Had you been an extra four, five, six car lengths behind, you would have plenty of time, and it wouldn't have been that panic stop, and you probably would have been able to look further down the road uh, to see what's happening in front of you and not just looking at the one vehicle in front. And I think that's really good advice, that, that you keep uh, a, a adequate following distance, and you don't look at the car in front of you, but you try to look at the cars in front of it so that you can anticipate what may happen down the road. Driving is an active activity, and you can't be passive and, and be complacent and just drive along without uh, any any thought of what's going on because we all know how quickly it can change and how, how tragic those circumstances can end.
1: Let's go to Bob in Etobicoke. Bob, you're up next on yeah. Fight Back. Go ahead. Um, uh,
3: I do quite a lot of driving, and I have to do what I do. I go, I'm in mining, so most of my driving is long-distance. So I'm... Um, Considered, I guess, a high-speed driver. Um, I drive. I don't like to be laid duck, but I have no problem if the traffic is doing 140 going from here to London. I will do the 140. I know going to St. Catharines. It's usually a good 130. As the question was the other day, would people um, go, you know, from 120 to 130 because now it's 110 instead of 100 on certain highways? Well, there's um. An unofficial rule that's around the 24-25, you can go 24 over, but don't go 25. And that has been relayed to me by several OPP officers. So that for then, you could go 134 on the speed where it's 110. But what I find is a problem is, uh, in Europe, vehicles, trucks, they have a speed limit on them. That truck can go this, and the other truck can go that. The same with cars. I drive a, a fairly new vehicle, which has got good brakes on it, good handling, and uh, most of them have automatic controls on these cars. Those cars should be, the plate should indicate different. So, like, some little cars, older cars and some smaller cars, should have a restricted speed limit. Okay, well, speed thank you. Speed limits on the highway should uh-huh. be varied. Right-hand lane, 100
1: No, and I appreciate what you're saying, Bob. I'm going to let you go so we can get other people in on the conversation. But, I mean, the bottom line, Sergeant, is that the speed limit is for everyone.
2: It is for everybody, and physics doesn't change. I don't care how fast and and how technologically advanced your vehicles with ABS and yaw Control and and Seville Tracks, but uh, when you have to stop, there's only a certain... Uh, distance that your vehicle has, has the capability of stopping in, looking at the slipperiness of the roads And uh, new or old, it, it comes down to uh, physics and your vehicle will go a certain distance before coming to uh, a screeching halt. And, uh, and if you don't give yourself that space, you're going to get yourself into trouble.
1: All right, Ron and Guelph, what do you think about this hey, issue? But, but. Ron, you're on the air. I'll give you a sec.
5: It's uh, Ron and Guelph. Yes. Um, now, I've been driving since 1975, professional and everything from Go Transit, Grey Coach Greyhound, So, and I spent most of my life on the highway, so myself, quickly, um, myself, retired now, still driving a bus. I drive at 105 with the cruise control on, 106 because I can stay either behind the trucks or ahead of the trucks, and I drive in the right lane. Um my uh, He asked me my opinion. The yeah. QEW should never be 110. 402, sure, it's a flat road. It's pretty straight. A 417, I've driven on it many times, and I think it can handle that speed. I think the biggest thing is that um, people are driving, as that other gentleman said, are driving too close together. Um, that's one of the biggest factors. I mean, I drove a highway coach when we could drive it at 120, when there was no traffic out there. Yes, I drove my coach at 120.
1: Ron, we really appreciate your call and uh, you lending us your expertise and experience. A couple more calls, and then we'll get Sergeant Schmidt to wrap up this segment before we move on. Mike in Mississauga, go ahead.
4: Hi, thanks for letting me contribute. Just three points. Uh, I just remember I went to University of Waterloo in the late 70s, early 80s, and the the 401, the speed limit was 70 miles an hour, which is about 125 kilometers. My second point is um, I hear that you know, when I listen to the news, most of the the traffic accidents seem to be involving huge transport trucks. And I think people don't really know how to drive around transport trucks. When a transport truck is, for example, going uphill, it loses its speed. It can't maintain its speed. And that's when people tend to pass it. And then when the truck is going back downhill again, it it's, uh, you know, the people that have passed it are now in the way of the truck. And I think it frustrates these transport trucks. And I just wanted to ask my third, my, my, my question is... Um, this increases speed limit. Does that also include these huge transport trucks? Can they now travel 130 kilometers an hour?
1: Okay, thank you, Mike. Um, I will go to the sergeant now with a couple of his comments about how the speed limit, uh, once upon a time in Ontario, was higher. And mm-hmm. the question and the question about trucks.
2: Well, do you know what? Uh, so the speed limit used to be 70 miles an hour, which is about 112 kilometers per hour, not 125. Right. And. Uh, so it wasn't that much faster than, oh, it's basically the same as what we're at right now, and and that was the past. Now, when it comes to transport trucks, I can tell you from the OPP that commercial vehicles and transport trucks are involved in about ten to twelve percent of all our crashes. So, if you think that's a majority, uh, you're very mistaken in that. The, uh, the The brutal truth is that of those uh, ten or twelve percent of uh, collisions they represent about 20 or 25% of our fatalities. So when big trucks crash, uh, there is the potential for serious injuries because of their energy, but they only account for a, a fraction of the crashes. Most of them, most of the crashes we get called to are passenger vehicles, fender benders. Uh, we've had about 50,000 crashes already this year. Uh, a typical year has about 70 crashes and uh, 70,000 crashes. And so, uh, you know, we're kind of, you know, within the the margin of, uh, of normal. But uh, again, that's far too many. And I just don't want to see those numbers increase
4: mm-hmm. with
2: uh, with speed and people not paying attention.
1: Sergeant, go we par- will uh, we'll check back with you once we yeah. see how this pilot project is going. Wish you and your fellow officers good luck tomorrow.
0: Thank you very much.
1: OPP Sergeant
0: Kerry Schmidt. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.